0: You're listening to the My Three Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ages. On each episode of the show, we'll be talking with some really interesting people who will be sharing three of their favorite pictures with us. Maybe it'll be pictures they've been in, pictures they've taken, or pictures they just really like. But the common thing between all the pics will be that there's something important or meaningful to those pictures that has had an impact on their lives somehow. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's get on with the podcast. All right, welcome to episode six of the My Three Picks podcast. Um, you know when people say I remember when I was young or I remember when this all started and immediately you had the sense that you're talking about something that's kind of stood the test of time? Well, this is not about that. <laughs> it, has, it has nothing to do with quality because we're all about quality in this podcast. But when I say I'm going back to the beginning, I'm literally talking about six weeks ago, December 3rd to be exact, which was our first podcast. So... All of which is to say this podcast doesn't have a massive pedigree of years of guests lean or draw on. And I only say that because I'm stoked, really, to have today's guest agree to come on the show. So that is Chris Nichols. And Chris is a Toronto-based fashion photographer who's well-known for his fashion and beauty photography, both editorial and commercial work, as well as his celebrity portraiture. He's won lots of awards, excuse me, yes, lots, too many to mention, and the list of people he's worked with is like a who's who of fashion and celebrity folks. Kate Moss, Shalom Harlow, Claudia Schiffer, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, excuse me, Michael Bublé, gosh, Michael Bublé, and many and many others. The list is long. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. So there's been so much going on around the world, you know, in the past year, but certainly in the past week. And... You know, because this is about imagery, you know, pictures have played an important role in telling stories. Good examples or not, and I think last week in Washington was was like a prime example of that. Do you have has that kind of narrative aspect of of photos or taking photos always been attracted to you, attractive to you? I mean, it's very compelling and
1: necessary. I mean, certainly not the kind of work that I do, but but I love like good. You know, storytelling, uh, journalism, and yeah, we saw a lot of uh, of great, well, disheartening uh, imagery uh, coming out of Washington last week, that's for sure. I mean, there's
0: still a narrative aspect that takes place in in fashion photography, though, too, right?
1: Yeah, I like to say it's sort of, there's an uncertain narrative. Hmm. Uh, You know, I like imagery where you feel there's something going on um, and that there's a backstory that you don't actually know what that is and it's right. not not defined so uh, as a result you can you know you can put your own story onto it has so that like always... the idea of the
0: uncertain narrative in right. fashion imagery and has that always been kind of your approach to fashion photography from the from the outset or is that something that's kind of you know you've kind of honed over the years um I, yeah i think it's something i mean it was just like a learning process in the beginning but it, you know um
1: what the fashion uh, industry in the past at least has required is a sort of a, a series of pictures uh, that hold together as a story. And we call it a story, even though there's no real story per se, right. the story might be about you know, dresses or the story might be about, um, you know, animal prints or something like that. Yeah. But it just presents the photographer, uh, you know, an interesting, Uh, creative opportunity to you know to create like a group of images that that are not that that they're different from each other um, in an interesting way but hold together as a group so it's um, you know so is there a narrative not necessarily there's no timeline or chronology necessarily in the imagery Uh, but but there's something interesting going on and you don't want to bore the viewer you can't show oh this was you know as compelling as this look is we can't just then put something else on her and then uh clothes wise you know and then and then take the, exactly the same picture we want to we kind of reinvent as we go along and and show different approaches and different yeah. ways of looking yeah. at it
0: yeah how did i mean i guess the question is did you ever consider doing anything other than fashion oh
1: absolutely and in fact yeah. i'm was never that interested in photography. Uh, All right, well, this photography. is a great there <laughs> Fashion you go. photography. Sorry, I'm interested in <laughs> photography, but not fashion photography.
0: Client clients may be listening to this podcast. You uh,
1: that's okay. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty blunt about it. Um, in the beginning, I think I wanted to perhaps either be a National Geographic photographer, like okay. pretty much everyone else. Yeah. Um, my age, at least. Or I wanted to do uh, record covers for rock bands that I really liked, you know. Okay. okay. So if, you know, if I could hang out with uh, Led Zeppelin or, you know, some equivalent and do their their album uh, graphics, that you know, that would be ultimately cool.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and I didn't really care how much I would get paid to do it. That just sounded like a cool job. Yeah. So, it wouldn't necessarily uh, involve photographing people. I just like the idea of interesting concepts and the and the creativity of it. And yeah. then I ended up working for a fashion photographer. Okay, because I needed to work. And um, and this guy uh, showed up and needed an assistant and i uh and I ended up working for him, and I can remember in- part- in particular, I remember looking at his work and looking at work that he was showing me, and going, "Oh, isn't this great? This is what we're trying to do?" and just thinking, I have no idea if that's good or bad. I've never even looked at imagery like that before, and I actually don't think it's very good right. you know it's not interesting to me, and I'm not interested in fashion yeah and and i'm I'm still obviously I have a lot of respect for people for creative people and people that work within the fashion industry mm. um, in, a, in a, you know, that there are designers that do amazing work um, at yeah, the creative, you know, kind of spectrum of work. Um, however, you know, that's not something I'm interested in being a part of. that I, mean, I don't buy clothes like that. I don't, I don't aspire to wear clothes like that. I'm right. I'm a black t-shirt Levi's jeans, Converse kind of guy, and I yeah. always have been. Yeah, and and I'm just not interested in it. But I can look at it and go, "Wow, that's beautifully made," and and look at the silhouette of that. Uh, but it never occurs to me like, "Oh, I should own that."
0: You know? Yeah. I mean, just even in terms of of a a shoot that you might be working on, and like, it, does the client? I know. I mean, I you I know you work with teams of people like stylists and creative directors and such, but you know, when they come and say, okay, here, this is what we're thinking. And you're like, meh, not, doesn't sound so great to me. Do you, do you then pitch in with your own kind of spin on it or thoughts on it? Well, it depends how much they're paying me. Um, <laughs> honestly,
1: I mean, if there's no money involved, I mean, a lot of creative work, magazines and creative fashion work, um, it, it, it just doesn't pay or pays so little that, Everyone does get a say, so if the makeup artist says, "Look, I really want to do this kind of makeup. You're like, uh, sure. the reason I'm doing this for free is because I want to show how creative I can be. You know we're all working together as a team, and and there's a lot of mutual respect. and if you know if someone says, "You know, I really don't think the lighting is working, uh, I listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, at the same time, you know, I have my mandate uh, to you know, kind of show myself as a creative photographer and that kind of work and the makeup artist has their mandate and uh, the wardrobe stylist has their mandate as well. And hopefully they all overlap and we can align and say, this is what we're doing this time, we're doing this. And maybe it is to feature the makeup more than the photography or um, when a client's involved, and I've had other people ask me the same, a similar question, students saying, you know, does it ever happen that clients ask you to take pictures that you don't want to take? I'm like, that's, that's 99% of the time. I mean, I'm, you know, I am a commercial photographer. I'm being hired to take photographs that other people want. Um, and sometimes I'm so far removed from what I would actually want to do in that situation that it's, uh, you know, there, there isn't even any discussion. I mean, I'm just executing what they want. But they're paying me. So there's that.
0: And you know, we were just talking um, before we went on air too about kind of that sense of like early in your life, you know, when you're between the, I think you mentioned like eight, between the ages of like, you know, 10 and 13 or something, you have this kind of vision of like where you, things you wanted to do professionally and like where you wanted to be. Have, have you ticked the boxes there? Like were you, were you kind of feeling you might be doing this kind of stuff when you were, when you were young, creative work um, at least?
1: uh i mean i was always interested in the kind of creative work and and uh, i was always a bit of a rebel um in that regard yeah it's funny that it didn't occur to me to be a photographer that was not like
0: okay
1: it i went out of school and i uh i took a year off because I, I really had no idea what i wanted to go to college and do and it was only after spending some time you know wandering around in the woods uh in the mountains and that uh, going out to bc and across the country actually and then photographing you know uh, that's what i did when i went out by yeah. myself yeah And i was kind of thinking oh i like being by myself out in the woods but i didn't really think yeah but what are you doing when you're out there you're you're taking yeah. photographs a lot of the time yeah and then, and then people would say to me you're really good at that you should do that you know and i was like uh-huh. oh, yeah maybe i should do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you
0: make money doing that <laughs>
1: <laughs> can, um, I buy,
0: can i buy black t-shirts doing this yeah yeah you can yeah.
1: yes <laughs> yeah so then i just fell into it sort of a, uh, you know and having said that my grandfather was uh you know was an artist he was a, a painter so was my father um you know somewhat professionally um and my grandfather was a photographer i took he ran a portrait studio for a number of years mm-hmm. uh, and my grandmother was his retoucher Oh, okay. Uh, and, and my wife turned out to be my retoucher. So there's obviously, it was kind of written in the cards there somewhere. I just didn't,
0: I was looking at the cards. Yeah, it sounds like it. Let's get on, let's get on to some of the pics that you, you, you shared with me. Okay. So just for way of reminder too, so if folks following on the podcast, if you're just following the podcast and you're like, where the heck are these pictures? They're on my website under the my three picks podcast and the details will be in uh the notes of this podcast so that's where you'll find the three images so image one this uh, there's no other way to describe it other than it's it's the space helmet picture to me right what's going on there? why why that one
1: uh it's just everything fell into place with that image and i think um it was a complicated process getting there okay where um, was it where was and it? um it's in Red Rock State Park, north of Los Angeles. Okay. Um, there was a lot of, um, it was for an editorial and cover for Dress to Kill magazine. And we were also doing a documentary uh, film about the shooting of that, uh, you know, about that actual shoot. Yeah. Um, I was down in LA uh, working on several other jobs at the same time and then trying to pull this together and because it's a creative job you have to get people you know keen on uh, on doing it and um we had some models back out and th- from the magazine's perspective they had said um you know that the title of the of the of the issue was going to be future woman okay um and so i had come up with this idea of um i found this company and in Los Angeles that rents um, spacesuits and space helmets and all space gear for um, if you're doing a movie about space, you go there, you know, and they'll either either make it for you Mm. or they have it already. So they have like absolute accurate replica, Gemini, Apollo, you know, Challenger, uh, spacesuits, uh, you know gear. all um, the gear, it all there. Yeah, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the helmet that we ended up using in this picture was a, sort of a fanciful um, Kubrick knockoff of yeah. two thousand and one. Does have a, uh, a favorite film of mine, yeah. um, and so when I saw that, I decided I had to have that helmet for <laughs> something.
0: Yeah,
1: we also did um, rent uh, a couple of other helmets, and then. Uh, I went to Home Depot and um, and uh, got the the lights. Um, yeah. and, the, and the funny thing is, as my my kids would tell you, is whenever we're watching any kind of space movie,
0: yeah.
1: I'm always incredibly critical of like the lights in the helmet thing, <laughs> because you know we all know that if there's lights shining on someone's face and in a helmet, it, there's going to be so much reflection inside the helmet that they're not going to be able to see out. Right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> The only reason to do it is to light the person's face, and I'm yeah. always like, "Oh, there we go! With The lights in the helmet again." You know, yeah, and they're like, yeah, yeah. "Ah, shut up! All right, got <laughs> <Get> it." <laughs> but then when I came to like conceptualizing this image, I thought, "Yeah, there's got to be lights in the helmet." Yeah, yeah. It's very um, cool. It's very cool. Yeah, so I rigged that up with a, you know, a battery pack that's uh that's taped to her back. Yeah and uh and it runs up into the helmet that was just a little home uh a home remedy to the to the lack of lights in the right, helmet right uh and we had to wait for the right time of day for that that was the last shot of the day yeah um and and it was actually the stylist to give credit where credit's due you know i had a lot of general ideas about how i wanted that whole shoot to go mm-hmm. But Carrie, the wardrobe stylist he was saying because i was saying you know it's like she's on mars she's in another planet she's she's somewhere else and he said yeah but what if the last picture was like she'd found a road and now she's wandering down this road yeah and and uh wouldn't that be amazing like she's hitchhiking now yeah yeah you know like she's now like found civilization right or or you know maybe she wasn't alone all along and I was like ah, yeah that gets away from my original idea but then the more I thought about it I thought yeah that could be actually kind of great if it's just a road like there's no high, you know no telephone yeah. lines there's no 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 other lights no other you know
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: a, there's a, it's a lovely kind of imagery yeah and um yeah and and then Back to the model the model is uh, Harriet Paul. she's from Ottawa. Um, she's quite a successful model. Um, she has a big Maybelline contract or something right now. I don't know she's she's mm-hmm. done that. she's done a lot of great stuff, yeah. and I worked with her a lot in the past as well yeah and um and for me, it was really important that we get a black model, yeah, because the moment. I got the email saying, oh yeah, the title of the piece is going to be future woman. I said, well, you know, it's going to have to be a black woman. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. We can't just say the future is white. Yeah. It's like, and this was before, you know, this was well before all this, what happened this last year. Um, I just said, it's, you know, it's absolutely the right message, you know? Sure. Um, and, and, we had a little fight about that because there were some other models that were offered to us that were, you know, uh, prominent models that were sure on, you know, Levi. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, but that gets away from like, what are we saying here? What's the message here? Let's, yeah, let's make sure the message is, uh, you know,
0: is right on point. Yeah. I was so happy that Harriet
1: agreed to it and she was delightful.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you, you I mean, not, not to kind of juxtapose it with what you were saying earlier, but. You know that you have a lot of intentionality in terms of thinking about your shoots, right? Even if you're you're MacGyvering lights and a well, helmet on the set, like you're yeah, very, on a creative you're, shoot, you're definitely. very involved, though. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. I do find that people you get the best results from people, and I, and I recognize that people get better results from me when they say um, the responsibility is all on you because people always look for an out, a reason why it wasn't quite as good. Well, I didn't have enough time, you know. Um, well, you know, I, they asked me to photograph a wine bottle. I'm not interested in photographing wine bottles. That's why it's not very good. Or, you know, the bottle wasn't that good or whatever. Yeah. But when you take away all that, and, and I think that's what I try and do with myself, it's, it's always like there are no excuses. Like you can't have any excuse. This is completely on you yeah if it's either going to be good or it's not or great because here's someone saying yeah just take great pictures we'll print them put it on the cover yeah but it has to be great yeah. and there's no you know we're not telling you what to do yeah um and i think people tend to like throw up all sorts of like um excuses of why things didn't turn out quite <laughs> as well as they should have or there wasn't the money is a you know common one but For me, creativity, I mean, there's never been the money. And, well, it's not like we're shooting in New York, you know, or whatever. I mean, I guess it might be a little harder to shoot this in, you know, in Calgary than in uh, the spectacular location we have. But at the same time, I have flown to Calgary just specifically to go and shoot, uh, you know, up in Drumheller and uh, or out in Banff, you know, or Canmore or whatever. Yeah. So intentionality. Yeah, there has to be a lot of very a lot of intentionality on creative work where you have to put your name on it and say, this is the best I could do.
0: Right. Right. I when, mean, I, I, I've heard the comment a lot from other people I've spoken to in terms of like even, or even early in their careers, or even if they're not professional photographers and they're just doing it for they're kind of amateur photographers, you know, they say there's a really big difference between taking pictures a as a hobby you enjoy just because you enjoy the creativity but then as soon as you move into i'm getting paid for this it, it changes the nature of it in, entirely you mean the pictures get better i think they find that it's like there's more pressure on it they don't enjoy the yeah. experience of it so much
1: yeah yeah no that's true my brother my brother my son showed me a cartoon and it's like a piano a pianist sitting on a piano and he's holding his hands above the keys
0: yeah
1: uh, and it says uh, how to tell if you're a professional and then there's a thought bubble coming out of his head and and he's thinking i hate this (laughs) and uh (laughs) and he's like is this true that if you if you become professional at something do you end up disliking it yeah um and i think um there is truth to like, yeah, that you end up disliking a lot of it. Like it yeah. is the, lose the novelty factor. But yeah. there are moments where you sit there and go, oh my God, like, you know, I have goosebumps. This is such a special place I found myself in right here, right, right now. Yeah. Like walking down the road with Harriet walking towards me yeah. in a space helmet in the middle of the desert in California was mm-hmm. There was a magical moment there, you know, like Mm -hmm. we all created together as a team. Yeah. You know, and earlier in the day, it had been raining, pouring rain in the desert. um, And we'd had problems with the wind um, and had blown away a lot of our props, like literally blown them over the hills. (laughs) uh, Which we luckily documented well on (laughs) the video. Uh, But yeah.
0: I mean, my next, my 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 kind of fall to that was just about this the sense that like, you know, when things don't go your way or you have you know screw ups, uh, you know, it can teach you a lot of it can teach you a lot of stuff. It can teach you a lot of you know whether it be resilience or just kind of you know confidence in yourself to overcome these things. Would it? Would this be kind of one of those examples? Do you think of one of those times you were like, oh man, this is just not great but we're gonna we're gonna persevere and and you know coming out of it you got some great stuff
1: yeah i mean yeah it didn't look good earlier in the day that's for sure we, we yeah. had all sorts of trouble um i mean there's a tendency for things uh for the reward of the final result to be greater if it's a struggle right you know right. and and yet we avoid struggle like we avoid struggle in our lives always you know when a lot of people's like stories when they have like their wild stories of their life you know a lot of those stories happen when they're really young and they make mistakes that they wouldn't make when they're older and yet they make great stories yeah and it's like if you could position yourself uh i mean i you know i I think about this when i plan photo shoots if you can position yourself in such a way that that there's a the possibility of great, great, you know, great imagery and, you know, great profit, but also uh, kind of precarious that things could go seriously wrong as sure. well. Sure. And things could totally fail. Uh, then the reward is much greater than if yeah. everything was great. Oh, the weather was great. It was great. You know, everything. How was your vacation? Oh, it was great. The weather was great. It's like. That's so boring. I mean right, right. we hear about the troubles, right
0: right. But uh, well, you know uh, a lot
1: of a lot of people's, you know, um, you know, a lot of my most memorable shoots are really ones where things went could have gone really wrong. I mean, sure. not hopefully not tragically wrong. yeah, um, but but there was a lot on the line. and and yet it, it was a reward at the yeah. end. When there's nothing on the line and there's no struggle, it's uh, it's not as
0: interesting. Yeah, do you do you still do you still screw up from time to time? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> a little. You know, it hurts so much to fail. That's the other thing. Yeah, That's what I was going to say before. I it's uh, you know I have a stylist I work with and she's you know I talk to her sometimes and she says oh my god today was one of those like throw yourself off the building you know. It, it just feels so catastrophic when, yeah. when, you know, you've made a mistake, yeah, or things don't turn out the way you intended them, and it just—it's just like a dagger, yeah, and, and it's a terrible feeling. Um, and you have to know that it'll go away, and 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 that's why I think so much of the world just falls into a certain mediocrity because you're just afraid of those really terrible downfalls, yeah. So people tend to like risk less and then they just stay in the middle and then everything gets a bit dull. Yeah. But you know, it's like, it does feel, I mean, I've done, I've done, I've I've made every mistake possible. (laughs) (laughs) I photographed Robert Plant. I had three minutes with Robert Plant, speaking of Led Zeppelin, which was, you know, as from an early age, that was one of my goals was to work with big rock stars. Sure. I had three minutes with him on a press junket you know he you know next photographer you know you go into the hotel room with him and you're like lie down on the bed you know okay sit like this you know yeah. Okay. Yeah. sit up okay turn this yeah. way turn that way and you're like your time is up and then you're out yeah. the door uh-huh. and you're going oh my god i can't believe i was like alone with robert plant there for a few minutes yeah. yeah and i got down to the street and i was walking over to the subway and i went to wind the film in my camera i had no film in my camera oh no I'd forgotten to put film. In the oh my god! And I, I just, I just was. <laughs> <twist. laughs> I had a virtual photo shoot with Robert Plant. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it was like theater. You... It was like theater. There was no actual imagery. <laughs> so th- I mean, they didn't th- let me back in. I mean, that was it. I yeah. had to go call the magazine. It was a cover of the magazine. Oh no! I Had to call them and say, "Yeah, I fucked up." yeah Yeah. you know and then you know i so i mean every mistake possible made and you know how some of the worst ones are when someone really trusts you to do something good and gives you their like we really trust you we we believe you're gonna you know you know your creativity is going to shine through today
0: yeah yes
1: great and at the end of the day you know you haven't done it and they're looking at you like what the hell like And that hurts like a lot. So, you know, you learn to, so if anything, there's just a response to that where you just don't want to get hurt.
0: (laughs) right? You're just fragile. Like a whip. Yeah. Yeah. Do better next time. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a, as a, you know, I I think it'd be true for anybody in the arts, right? Like if you're a musician or you're you're an actor and you get a crappy review, it feels like you've just been, punched in the head
1: yeah and you can quit at that point and you probably feel like quitting and you know yeah and the people that are honest around you are like yeah that was bad yeah that wasn't good <laughs> yeah <laughs> but tomorrow's another day and you'll probably forget about it over time and uh, yeah you know, keep well, going you've done good things before maybe you can try it again maybe you'll yeah i don't know it's it's you put a lot on the line when you when you're When you really are pushing creativity in a a way that, you know, like when I'm pushing creativity in a way that I respect, Mm -hmm. like it's not enough for somebody else to say, no, it's a good picture. It's like, good. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's not
0: that good. You know, it's just people. I want it to be so much better. So So what what do you like? What do you mean? Just in terms of kind of jumping ahead in the queue here a little bit, but you know just in terms of things that are really you look forward, you know, whether we get out of this, you know, weird time we're in right now and you kind of say, okay, that would really fire me up to do that kind of thing. What you know do you have any do you have any thoughts on that? Like what what's the next kind of thing that's firing you up as far as creative work goes? I mean, definitely I thought more about um I
1: had have- been thinking as has everyone in the world and to some extent um been thinking more about uh, you know places i haven't um uh, been
0: yeah
1: um that i would love to use as an excuse uh you know to go there <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> i would love to use in a in a in a photo shoot like i've never shot in iceland
0: yeah, yeah i yeah. would
1: love to go there yeah but there's any number of places that people could you know could say what do you think about you know shooting in the fjords of Norway, you know, or what do you think about going to Antarctica, you know? Yeah. Uh, that I would just be, oh my God, yes. You yeah. know, count me in. Right. Um, any number of things, really. Mm. Uh, any number of things that are not just uh, 20 different outfits on a white background.
0: So does does fa- does fashion photography still do it for you? Or are you, do you, do you, f- Kind of well, yeah. And I, about doing anything else or? I recognize that I've become
1: good at that. Mm. And I recognize the, you know, I think, um, you know, it's, uh, it's like when you don't know, I, you know, I like, it, I recognize that I can tell the difference between something that's well done in a very narrow field, like right. fashion. Right. Where it really steps the next step, you know, yeah. like that's something new. Yeah. That's that's different. That's not what we've seen, you know. Yeah, compared to like, um, a lot of people are doing good, adequate work. That's what I do, honestly, most of the time. It's adequate. Client mm-hmm. wants something, I give it mm-hmm. to them. It, I should get paid. It was adequate, uh, but does it step up to that something like? we haven't seen before. And that's new. I like that. That's, you know, and, and I think that the longer, uh, you know, just being in the business for so long, I think I'm more of an expert at that, but like picking out something that's, you know, whereas I am not as much of an expert at, you know, let's say, I don't know, underwater photography or, you know, right. Mountain photography or whatever. I'm sure someone like Jimmy Chen or someone that, you know, who spends yeah. all his time in the mountains, you know, he, he knows the difference between good mountain photography,
0: bad mountain photography, yeah. <laughs> whereas I don't, I don't necessarily know that I do. It all looks good to me. <laughs> sure. That's kind of one of the neat things that initially attracted me to photography too, is that I, I just enjoyed the process, you know, like I lent pictures that I took, I enjoyed Right. And I would look at lots of other people's work and I'd say, wow, that's really great. Like, that's great. You know? It, yeah. And and some of it, I'd say, that's terrible. And they might be doing covers of magazines. Yeah, that probably that's, was that's, terrible. That's, that's shitty. Are there any, like, are there people that you look around to today? Photographers, I guess I'm thinking of specifically, but like people who are producing images that you're like, wow, that, you know, you're really pushing it there. Like, that's creative stuff.
1: I mean, it's hard to know where to look these days
0: Yeah, as to, I mean... There's so much, isn't
1: there? There is an an awful lot of great work being done. I mean, that's the beauty of just, you know, just the freedom that photography's been given through digital and through, you know, all the platforms that are out there. I mean, there's just amazing photography being done, that's for sure. Um, I also like more classic approaches to photography. Okay. Um there's tons of great work always being done. I think at any time in history there's a lot of great work being done. Now. So, so I you know, it's not like, oh, it was better back in so and so. I don't believe in that at right. all.
0: So yeah, there are there are um yeah, of course. I mean I'm not I don't want to put you on the spot. I, I don't Yeah, I don't have, I don't have any names. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm I not I looking copy. for names. <laughs> yeah good,
1: <laughs> yeah um I'll tell you this photographer that caught my attention recently, Norman Jean Roy, and he's a Canadian photographer, yeah, uh, one of the best in the world, like portrait photographers um, absolutely, I've often referenced his pictures or had his pictures referenced to me from clients, yeah um, and you know really beautiful sense of light and composition and uh, mm. just setting and all that. he works for. Vanity Fair and, uh, okay. you know, just countless covers, countless celebrities. Amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. Six years ago, he quit photography and opened a bakery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now he just makes loaves of bread and sells so them
0: for like $4 each. Is he, so is, is he not doing photography anymore? Oh Oh, okay. Not at all. <sighs> wow. I like,
1: for me, that gives me a bit of a shock.
0: Sure. You know? Sure. But you're like
1: the, the best. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's another one, Michael Thompson, that did the same thing. Yeah. At the height of his career, he just quit. Yeah. And just moved to Oregon with his family <laughs> and just stopped taking pictures. <laughs> like there's something, uh, maybe it's just the point. In yeah. My, where I am right now, I'm like, there's something nice about that. Well, you are moving to the country. I'm moving to the country, but That's I'm not. Right. Right. Just in case any clients are listening.
0: Yeah but still working, actively working people. Oh yeah, loving, uh, <laughs> love the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I love my clients, I love you. Um, let's go to image two. Okay. So what that's, that's um, the girl in the uh, fuzzy... Right. That's Lana Del Verde. So That's um, who it is. I was wondering, I was like, I know that face. Okay. Yeah, I usually see more
1: of her face. She's kind of hidden there a little bit you know
0: yeah. seductively
1: behind the bedpost and yeah. um, in Castle in toronto okay um yeah lucky enough to be able to spend a day with her i'm i, I quite like her um not as much as her like crazy fans do her fans are uh, i have never i, I can't I, lots of people have like uh, you know, I, I mean, probably lots of celebrities are like this, but when I mention, you know, and it's usually women, actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when I mentioned that I photographed her uh, or show a picture of her, I, I, I can I can watch a classroom full of people. And, you know, there's always like this. Five or, you know, four or five people in the class where you can see them just kind of go, oh, my God. Right. You know, like they're just like breathless <clears throat> all of a sudden. Like, yeah. what was I like? Like, where was she? What was she like? And all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and, you know, I think she's talented. And <laughs> nice to listen to her songs and all that, obviously. Uh, but um, I got to spend a day with her in Toronto um, doing a cover story for uh, for fashion magazine and there yeah. was a fair amount of like you know entourage managers yeah people from the record company too many people really around right um and she and i hit it off like you know she was uh she's kind of shy actually yeah um and um and she saw how the pictures were turning out and she and, and that's you know it's such a tricky thing photographing celebrities um mm-hmm you really need to get them on your side because they'll be out the door so fast. If you're, if, if they're not, yeah. um, between their managers or them or their managers, they're suddenly what they promised you. It goes out the window and they're, and they're like, Oh, something came up. We have to go. And, and then you lose them. So obviously you want to get, uh, as much time with them as possible. Um, when I was photographing Courtney Love, uh, a friend of mine said, uh, oh, did you make sure you ask her uh, why she killed Kirk Cobain? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know, <laughs> that would be the worst thing to do. <laughs> that would be the worst thing to do. I can never do anything. I can never actually ever confront anybody in my business. My, my business is to get the person on board with me. Right. Then I can get a comfort level between the two of us. Yeah. That person trusts me that I am going to help their myth, basically, the myth of who they are, right? Um, and and then they can be very giving in that situation. Mm-hmm. Some people are a lot of them are very insecure, and she's very insecure. And but they, uh, some of them aren't, and some of them are just like regular
0: people. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm sure celebrities probably yeah. also appreciate your kind of that you're kind of a laid back guy, and you, you know, it's just like, hey, this is this is what I do. I mean, rather than, I'm sure they work with a lot of people who are gushing and hyper and, you know, so maybe they appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I try
1: and reassure them that I don't have an agenda beyond making them look good. Yeah. Because really that helps me, that yeah. helps them. Yeah. And the way it works in, you know, Hollywood and with record companies and that, if, if one celebrity, if you work with one celebrity and they, they like you, Then the word goes back to the record company. The photographer is good. You know, he gets a little check next to his name. We shot Taylor Swift and I guess I got the little check Taylor approved. And next thing they were like, Oh, can you photograph Katy Perry? Right. And, and it's like, that just wouldn't happen if I was
0: pushy or, you know, it's just a, it's a tight walk, you know, tight really. Well, the, There's a a genuineness, I think, that shines through. And it's not just a photography thing, too. I think it's in a lot of of, uh, work-related stuff like it. Or even just friends, you know? Like, if you're not a jerk and you're kind of just a genuine person, like, sometimes that can go a long way. And it sounds like it went a long way for you. Yeah, and everyone has a different approach. And I'm sure that other
1: approach... um, of being more pushy works some of the times too. Yeah. It's just not really me, so yeah. I'm glad that my approach works sometimes.
0: Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm the same way. So that sounds like that's yeah. uh, why that works there too. Be a nice person. Be a nice person. That's what I feel like, you know. Yeah, like, and tell people, industry. tell people how it really is too, right? Like you can be like, I I, I sometimes work with. And I'm not nearly as, uh, you know, professional and as advanced as you, but like, you know, sometimes I'll be working with a model and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not really liking that photo, you know? And it's just kind of, she's like, I didn't like that one either. So it just kind of, you can get on the same board by just being like kind of more transparent and honest with them. But just in terms of, and I don't want to talk about celebrities really, it wasn't my agenda, but, you know, just in terms of kind of, and I think this is true of portraits too. You can have kind of more of that, you know, intimate relationship with somebody when you're doing shots like this one with Lana or or portraits, which is what I, I, I enjoy portraits because I like that time. I like that kind of unscripted, just, you know, intimate time taking pictures. Is there, do you, are, you, are you attracted to, them, to doing celebrity shots or, or portraits in that same kind of way?
1: It's, it's definitely good when you either have, um, yeah, when you have a willing subject, obviously yeah um and and if there's too much resilience uh you know resistance then it's not going to work and um i there is a nice kind of proximity to to photographing someone up close where you could almost reach out and touch them like right you know whether it's a man or woman if you can talk in a lower voice
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it, it looks so nice in your head it's just like turned you know and there's definitely like a level of like study, sort of yeah at, at proximity. When it comes to a fashion photograph, the whole thing when it's head to toe and you're further back, when I'm further back, there's a lot of shouting. Honestly,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. We'll get to that in the next image, but that. But when you're actually close <laughs> to someone, um, the you know I hesitate to use the word intimacy because a lot of people read that the wrong way, but. It's um, just a comfort, uh, a comfortable arrangement, you know, right. like um, people always say, oh, you know, do you have to have a certain, you know, rapport with the model? You know, do you have to have a special relationship with the model in order to get the best pictures? And I, I, I kind of bristle at that because mm. I feel like they're implying that, you know, there's some sort of like inappropriate relationship Right. happening or something like that
0: yeah. and i
1: and i and that plays into this whole idea of like you know this just antiquated notion of like what that whole industry is about sure. and all sure. that and i, and yeah. I hate that and there are people that there are way too many you know photographers that are just uh weirdos honestly yeah. that yeah. are just out there to try and get you know men or women to take their clothes off and all that for their own uh yeah satisfaction so yeah i feel like and i've asked i asked models the same thing actually because um because sometimes if if i actually don't like the model personally as a person yeah i don't find them like they're not on the same wavelength as me right you know maybe we're just come from different i don't know different parts of the spectrum yeah or maybe just got off on the wrong foot uh but it's clear the model doesn't particularly like me i yeah. don't particularly like the model we're both yeah. there to do a job and now i'm still going to do my job a hundred percent you know and the yeah. thing is if if she's a professional model she's still going to do her job professionally 100 percent. Right. and when she sure. looks into the camera you know and and gives that look or whatever that mm-hmm. look we're trying to get is She'll do it because it's professional. It's not aimed at me. It's yeah. aimed at the bag of money she walks out the door with at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, very often, like, you know, models don't like me. I don't like them, you know, like, in particular. Or yeah. it's ambivalent. Yeah. Uh, there's an ambivalence. Um, and I think on the other side of it, sometimes, I, you know, in the past, you know, I have found a model very attractive. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. she's so, like, I just find her so attractive. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden when she's in front of the camera, I go, but wait, this doesn't work like right. this, this, that feeling I'm feeling, I don't know how to translate that into like a two dimensional picture. And it actually does not work in front of the camera. So like your personal feeling about yeah, my the attractiveness my of, of that person. Yeah. My attractiveness in it. Hmm. And I think, um, actresses in particular, there's like a certain kind of dance of, of movement where they can be very flirty and seductive in person. Right. But when you have a camera in front of them and you have to secure a single moment. Yeah. Does not work as well. Right. Like it's very hard to express that. Yeah. Or it's not like, Oh my God, but she, you know, she she was being so sexy. Yeah. But when I look at the pictures, I don't feel that. And it's like, well, did I fail or Sure. Some people just work better in three dimensional, you know, like for yeah. life. Quite honestly, and a lot of models work better in two D. You know, totally. like they just uh, they look good in pictures, but if you saw them in real life, you'd be like, "Who's a model?"
0: I yeah, I can't M- tell you how or- I, tell, I know. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with someone. I'm like, you know, I'm surprised at the quality of the stuff that comes out of the yeah picture. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you're this. Is, you're something happened there, but you're amazing right now. Some people are good in front of the camera. Then. Yeah.
1: Still, that's cool. true, and and then back to the story of Lana. I mean, she was very shy and very insecure in front of the camera. Yeah, and at one point, she said, "I want everyone to leave." And she got really red in the face; that so she got very like flushed, because okay. I, I was watching her, and that we weren't actually shooting at that moment. She just yeah. suddenly went, "I want everyone out of the room, everyone." I guess no, like, so everyone like looked at each other, <laughs> and she goes, "Everyone out of the room now!" Yeah. And so we're like. Okay. So I went to walk out. She said, and then she grabbed my arm. She said, Well, not you. You stay. And you're like, Really? All we need is the two of us. Right. Right. All those people, we don't need them. Like, there's just a distraction because there's just so many people cried around. She goes, I can't like, like, there's so many faces looking at me all the time. Right. Uh, And then she lay down on the bed and she said, "Um, Here, lie on the bed with me. We'll talk about what we're going to
0: do, <laughs> Chris. This this I was is like a, this is a PG podcast, Chris. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. Where yeah, I going, I was but. like,
1: oh, I can't believe Lana's asking me to lie on the bed there, but um, but you know, I kind of sat on the edge of the bed and um, she was like, it's too much, you know, like just like all yeah. these people, all their agendas, like, and and how I mean, how many do we really need? Like, if it was just you and me that walked in here this morning. Mm-hmm. you know put some clothes on me we'll yeah. take beautiful pictures honestly yeah. right you know and i was sure. like yeah yeah and, no it's true of course yeah i mean yeah. i'm being agreeable to a certain point but at the same time I'm thinking yeah but uh i have to move the lighting for the next shot <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of lighting to move and uh, i can't do that by myself yeah. but those picture that picture and it was a series of pictures we took right then at that point she said okay so let's just start yeah let's just do this and then all of a sudden it was a huge difference
0: yeah and
1: and she was really comfortable all of a sudden now she had dictated the terms and she was maybe going out of her way to show how comfortable she was in that situation right but we really did get like the best pictures yeah right then yeah um when and and that was actually an unusual circumstance for me because i nearly always have hair and makeup people and And, you know, assistants and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, and then her assistants and her manager and all that. And and a lot of people actually like all those people on set. That gives them sort of security because they can kind of look around at different faces and feel more reassured. But in her case, she definitely. So I think in a way she taught me something there that there was something actually sort of pure about about stripping it all back. Yeah. and not having a big crew there sometimes, and actually maybe asking people to leave sometimes is a yeah. good
0: idea. Well, Lana, if you're listening, which I, I know you probably are. Yeah, I'm sure she is. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you are. Um, I also like to work that way, so I'm available if you need to call me. So, right. um, But uh, let's, you know, I think that that would be a perfect segue to shouting, which would be image three. What was, what's going on there? So we're
1: in uh, we're in Trentino in Italy, and we're doing um, uh, we were the guests of the Italian tourist board and the wine uh, the wine community there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was for a magazine shoot. We had uh, scouted this location the day before, or two days before actually. And I was like, oh my god, I can totally picture the shot that we have to do there. I've yeah. never seen stonework like that yeah, before, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's it. That's a shot. We have to do that shot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one in my pocket. Like I, I, okay, that shot's done. I in my mind, yeah, yeah. we've got that one. What else, where, where else are we going to shoot? Cause we, we had a lot of pages to shoot. I think we had 16 or 20 pages, something okay, like that. Okay, that, Of of different, uh, different photos we needed to do in different locations and all that. And they were being very kind. And the day prior, um, Although somewhat disconnected, well, no, I guess not really disconnected in the story. We've gone into this museum. That's a, a door of a. It's a. It's kind of what was originally like a Catholic seminary or something, which is now a museum.
0: Okay. Um, so I mean, the images of like this kind of will look like a like a rock grater. <laughs> being the entrance to yeah, you like a Catholic seminary. You can, I'll let your mind play with that. Why that needs to be like that for a Catholic It's
1: quite a fantastic doorway. Sure. But um, so we'd gone into the, into the museum the day prior and we had full permission to go in there. Um, and I guess we, we were not doing anything inappropriate, but there was one shot where uh, she was wearing a long jacket and it may have looked like she wasn't wearing anything underneath. Okay. She was, she was wearing shorts and she had a top on underneath it. But uh, afterwards we were saying, what was the issue there? Because they'd come back and said, no, the photographs you're taking are inappropriate. Okay. They're pornographic. Okay. No, they weren't. Cause it was for, you know, it was for a fashion magazine, um, you know, mainstream fashion magazine. It, it was, it was all, you know, Italian designers and um, it was not inappropriate but we were trying to rack our brains to think like, what was it that they saw? They maybe saw her wearing this long coat and thought she wasn't wearing something under it. Anyway, they told us we can't shoot there the next day. We're not allowed to. Okay. And I said, yeah, but there's that one shot outside <laughs> on the steps that we really need to do. We need to do that shot. So um, I said, why don't we just sort of uh, get ready around the corner? Yeah, get her all dressed, head to toe, and then I'll like frame it up and get my exposure and everything preset. We don't need to uh, shoot like very often. We shoot uh, tethered to a computer, so the client can look at the computer ongoing uh, as we're you know, or so I can look at it also Mm -hmm. to make sure we're getting. uh, In this case, maybe we won't shoot tethered and. Uh, and we could see security cameras around so we were thinking oh well this is going to be we'll get maybe a minute she'll be up there we i positioned her like around the corner where there were no cameras i we looked at her body position like exactly how she was going to stand yeah okay that's how you're going to stand like that or that or that very strong like that yeah Uh, and then what we'll do is we'll just, uh, we'll just step into the shop and then boom, boom, boom. And we're gone. <laughs> and then they'll come out and they'll tell us we don't have permission, but it'll, it'll be too late. They'll already right. have it.
0: Right. And then, you know. Guerrilla style.
1: Yeah. So we still work like that. <laughs> 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 I know, like, you'd think, like, oh, by this point in my life, I would have, like, proper permission <laughs> to shoot everything. But, you know, it makes it more exciting anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ah, oh, no problem. We'll get, it. we'll get. It. So we step it into the shot. And as we step into the shot, there's a, a shriek of tires and there is now a pedestrian lying under the front of the car, right in front of the, right in front of her, like at her feet. If you can imagine those steps go down to the sidewalk, yeah. just, they're just out of the frame. And then there's the road and I'm sitting in the gutter of the road And uh, And so apparently what happened was some guy came around the corner and saw her standing there and was like, oh, my God. And then there's (laughs) a pedestrian walkway right there. Yeah. And he hit this guy. Wow. So she comes running down the stairs, dressed like that. (laughs) And she's hysterical also. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, what happened? Yeah. Call 911 call an ambulance yeah like this. and now the guy who was our host who is our our on our, our like you know italian producer he i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he shakes his head in kind of disbelief like oh my god yeah and i was like yeah oh my god he goes no no the guy's faking i saw him fall down in front of the car he didn't he didn't hit him what I'm like, the guys, he said, this happens in Italy all the time. People are always pretending to get hit by cars and then they sue, you know, they'll come to some arrangement in the hospital and it'll all go away. But, you know, he didn't hit him because I saw him like, I saw him collapse in front of the car.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: But meanwhile, she's hysterical and standing in the middle of the road and she starts shaking him (laughs) on the
0: ground.
1: (laughs) And She's still got the sunglasses on and yeah. the headgear. And I just wish I had a you, fill of all that.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That is like, that is a great one. Looking at this photo, you'd be like, Oh, peace and tranquility. Just yeah. another day at the office on a show. Yeah, so I went back
1: to the, uh, to the motor home with the producer and we we're actually laughing about it. Sort of like, well, that was crazy. Yeah. So like, uh, you never know how your days are going to turn out. <laughs> and, uh,
0: there you go. Of well, course, Italy's a great. chaotic place at the best of times. So,
1: yeah, that was a very, a very Italian experience. I yeah, think yeah. it just was with, with her in the road. It was like it was like being in an Italian movie or totally. something. I don't, yeah. So it was a very memorable. Uh, and then the shop was great, of course. Yeah.
0: Then, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it just it kind of brings me to kind of a close of what I wanted to talk to you about, which was um, like, what do you what do you love most about your job? Like the creation, Um, the process, the people. What do you think? I
1: think all of those things. I mean, it's great working with a team of people on a on a creative project that we all can agree on. You know, Mm. and it's all very spontaneous and and it has a. It all happens quite quickly, actually. You know, like it's all within a single day, usually. Yeah. Um, Most photo shoots are a single day.
0: Yeah.
1: You know it's yeah uh, it doesn't really change i'm still nervous at the beginning of the day that we're not going to get what we set out to do um, yeah but it's exciting to be able to produce you know interesting results like that okay. and well, the energy- it's, they're fun people they're nice people it's uh it's not the way fashion i don't know is portrayed i think in in tv and in the movies i mean right
0: right i was was gonna say that doesn't if this doesn't bust your your myth of the glamorous italian fashion shoot um you know i don't know what would but um (laughs) what do you and my am i kind of my last question is like if you weren't if you weren't doing what you do as a as a photographer what do you think you'd be doing
1: I mean film film always interests me as well yeah um I like big productions I recognize now that I you know there's something beautiful about a very small intimate set like you were saying about doing a portrait of someone in a very uh you know very close up you know I, I do a lot of beauty photography it's nice to be to work on the subtleties of beauty, like at that close point, like being so close like that, that's nice. Just the, just the topography of the face, you know, and the lighting and all that. That's great. But, but there's nothing as exciting as, as having like a huge set, you know, right. A massive thing built on a beach with tons of people. And, you know, yeah, there's a sense of something going on. and, And so I am a bit envious of, film sets when i look right. at those i think like oh
0: yeah yeah that's really well, i would love to do that <laughs> it could be it could be a future endeavor yeah it could i think i'd be am a little too late to the game on that one but never uh, never too late you're, you're moving to the country you have lots of space and time yeah you could ponder it are you ready are you ready for are you ready for a quick fire round i guess so digital or film digital polaroids or regular prints? Mm, Polaroids. Mm. So, this is a special one for our listeners in the 416. Pizza, pizza, or Mr. Sub? <laughs> <sighs> um, actually, Mr. Sub, I, mean, I think. Sub, classic. Yeah. yeah. I have a
1: pizza oven, which I built myself. Oh, so wow. okay. I, I can't accept no pizza, pizza. All right.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, that, that's a stuff. tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um studio or outdoors i guess outdoors okay coolest location you've shot in Mm. and there's lots Uh, one that's one that jumps out fogo island oh yeah I've, i've always wanted to go there yeah um and we all you know my three picks would be nothing if it didn't get deep and personal so one thing you could change about yourself if you could
1: oh boy could I make myself a lot younger? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I, I have four kids. How many kids do you have? Three. I have I have four, and they're young. Mm. And um, believe I feel like I'm aging literally by the hour. <laughs> so I feel that three now. and they're old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And last one. Dream. Dream. Portrait. Subject. If you could.
1: Ah. Uh how about tom waits
0: tom waits that's a good one yeah yeah i don't know why i just he's got like a lot of character in his face i guess huge huge character yeah yeah well tom if you if you're listening if you and lana you're probably together listening to this but um call chris call chris he's waiting he's waiting for you to go home um that's it chris thank you for coming on the show i totally appreciate it thank you What's what's coming up for you? Any what what can you tell the people of the things that are coming up for you? If anything, exciting? Uh,
1: not much. I mean, right now in the middle of the lockdown, everything is stalled. So uh, yeah. what's happening is just sitting tight and holding on and um, hoping that uh, the end of the year is there's a great opening up and celebration of life and
0: yeah, a new day, a new thawing. day. I think yeah. I think we're all. We're all hoping that's going to come true. Yeah. Um, but once again, thanks for coming on the show. I mean, this show is meant for everybody. Everybody's got images to talk about, stories to tell. Um, and you've shared three great ones with us. So I do appreciate that. Um, you. If you're interested in getting in touch with Chris uh, and working with him or just reaching out, probably the best way to do that is through his website. Um, and I'll put a note to that in the uh, in the notes of the podcast. Um, but it's been great to talk to you. Thanks, thanks, Chris. Thank you. And that's episode six. My thanks to Chris Nichols for coming on the show today and giving us his wealth of experience about the shoots he's been involved in and all the people he's worked with. It's such a such a treat to kind of hear about all the stuff he's done, and I think also good to hear about some of the things that went wrong sometimes with you know people that are professionals in the business and you know we all make mistakes so it's good to hear that chris does too Um, if you've got any ideas of people to come on the show i'm love to hear about it you can get in touch with me uh through the contact page on my website or by email which is info at markagesphotography.com always want to hear about interesting ideas for people to uh, interview on the show, hear their stories, get their pics, see how those pics contribute to their life, and they don't all have to be photographers either, so I'm always welcome, always interested in hearing more than just uh, people in the photography biz, so that would be great. Coming up next on the show, excited about this uh, next guest, I've been following her photographer a long time, I think she's really, really great. Uh, Going to Finland to talk to Ira Altenen, she's a Finnish photographer based in Helsinki, and just very cool stuff she does, so I'm I'm keen on chatting with her about how she gets the images she gets and the inspiration behind what she does. So join us for that. As always, have a fantastic week. Be safe, be well wherever you are, and until next time, take care.